This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Welcome to the first episode in our three-part Year in Review series. It's a look at news around the world. Tomorrow, it's our Aussie news special and then all the lighter news from the year that was. Today, though, join us as we meander through the big world news events, the scandals, the highlights and the ones from this year that you might have forgotten. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, 2021 was a year of big geopolitical moves. There's that little thing they're calling a global pandemic. We had an historic Olympics and so much more, including a pretty high profile dog napping. (laughs) Let's take a walk down memory lane. First of all, Claire, if you can believe it, former US President Donald Trump was very much still a thing at the start of this year. People will recall he really didn't want to accept the results of the 2020 election. And it was in early January when a rally of Trump supporters stormed the Capitol. That's the first time that's happened since the British attacked in 1814. And five people were killed as a result of the violence. And the finger was very squarely pointed at Trump for inciting the violence. And there were calls for him to resign. Uh, It led to him becoming the first president in American history to be impeached twice by the United States House of Representatives. And in an unprecedented move, Twitter banned Trump indefinitely. uh, And other platforms put him on a social media timeout. Feels like a lifetime ago. Despite efforts by Trump and his supporters, Biden was, of course, inaugurated as the 46th president of the United States. That happened on the 21st of January. In another part of the world, the 1st of February saw Myanmar's armed forces carry out a coup. The military's commander in chief took power. Civilian leader Aung San Suu Kyi was detained and a state of emergency was declared. And lots has played out over this year in Myanmar, including recently a military trial that has seen Suu Kyi convicted uh, for inciting public unrest and also for breaching COVID protocols and their charges that are considered by the international community as a farce. She's facing more charges. So this one continues into 2022. We'll be saying that a little bit across this podcast, I imagine. Doesn't take us long to get to China, Claire. I feel it may be the most talked about country on the Squiz Today podcast this year, aside from Australia, perhaps, or perhaps <laughs> even more so than Australia. <laughs> it was in February that Australian journalist Cheng Lei was charged with illegally supplying state secrets overseas. Yeah, so we found out that Cheng Lei was detained by Chinese authorities in August 2020, uh, and in February she was charged, as you say. Uh, in February, the cracks in Australia's relationship with China were very wide, as they are now, uh, which has experts wondering aloud uh, if that has anything to do with her detention. Uh, both Cheng and Australian writer Dr Yang Hengjung remain in detention in China. He was charged with espionage, and what experts say is there's very little hope for their release while there's no goodwill between our nations. Yeah, that's a huge theme of 2021, not just for Australia, but for the world. So we will come back to China. But fast forward to March and we started to hear that things in Afghanistan weren't going all that well. The Trump administration did a deal with the Taliban in February 2020 that would see US and allied troops leave the country. And then newly installed President Joe Biden set a deadline of the 11th of September to have all US troops out. That was on the 20th anniversary of the terror attacks on the United States. 
Yeah, that's right. And then in July, there was renewed concern about the security situation in Afghanistan. Uh, That was sparked as the Taliban made territorial gains across the north. Uh, Fighters defeated the US-backed Afghan government troops. And very quickly after that, the Islamist militants controlled about a third of the country, nearly 400 districts. And by August, there were reports that Kabul was set to fall to the Taliban within months circulated. But as it turned out, it was just a matter of days. Yeah, and we can recall from there, there was a mad scramble by the US, by Australia, by the UK and others to get their citizens out of the country. This was definitely one of the biggest stories of 2021. It really was an iconic and heartbreaking event. Yeah, it sure was. And it wasn't long before we started to see the consequences of a Taliban-led government in Afghanistan. Uh, Former government officials have been targeted and killed. Uh, Women have been kicked out of education and work and told to stay at home. Foreign donations dried up over concerns that money would end up in the Taliban's hands. And the health system and economy, they're all kaput. Uh, There are fears about widespread starvation uh, over the coming months, particularly during their winter. As we said, we're going to say this a lot, but something to look out for in 2022. This is all ongoing. Speaking of changing of governments and leadership, let's take a look at some of the key political moves in 2021. A really dramatic one happened in Haiti. President Jovenel Moisi was assassinated. Yeah, a change of leaders is a mild way of putting that one. (laughs) He was assassinated, as you say. Uh, It was a blockbuster-worthy plot. He was killed in his home. He was Haiti's leader since 2017. And leading up to his murder, he faced protests demanding his resignation. So, as you can imagine, there are lots of theories about his killing. It's one of the poorest nations in the world, and Haiti is marred by corruption and widespread gang violence. It also had a devastating earthquake this year. What a mess. Yeah, it is a bit of a mess. It was more of a sedate transfer of power in Germany, though. Angela Merkel announced back in 2018 she wouldn't be running again as Chancellor. So this year, when the election was held in September, she was not on the ticket. Yeah, it's the real end of an era. She had been in politics for 30 years. She had been the leader of Germany for more than 16 years. Uh, Also in September, another big move happened. That was in Japan. Uh, Fumio Kishida became the country's 100th Prime Minister. Uh, after Yoshidi Suga uh, quit just after a year in the top job. Uh, there was a lot of anger over pushing on with the Tokyo Olympic Games uh, during a time of COVID uh, and also with an election coming up, Suga handed those reins to Kashida, who won that election. We'll get to the Games in just a bit, a bit of a shining light of 2021. But just to round out elections, someone who ain't going anywhere is Russian President Vladimir Putin. His party won the Federal Assembly election despite observers deeming it the least democratic since Putin came to power 21 years ago. Claire, also Justin Trudeau of Canada was returned, but let's do the Olympics and the Paralympics. As I said, a shining light of 2021. The fact they even went ahead was something in itself. It sure was when you think back to that July, August, September timeframe, there were no crowds, so it was a pretty weird vibe. But they were entertaining for us to watch along at home all the same. I really enjoyed it. I know you did, Kate. Uh, The US took top spot, followed by Great Britain and then the host, Japan. 
our athletes, our Aussie athletes, put in an equal best performance in terms of gold medals won. We'll talk about their amazing efforts in the next episode, the All-Australian episode, but some big stories globally, of course, came out of the Olympics. Possibly the biggest was about Simone Biles. Yeah, she was the most talked about athlete during the Tokyo Olympics, surely. Yeah. Uh, she really shocked many when she pulled out of a team event and then her other individual events. She, of course, was meant to win all of them, but she cited mental health uh, as a reason that she wasn't able to compete. She then returned to the competition for the beam and run a bronze medal. No biggie. <laughs> British diver Tom Daly knitting in the stands was a real highlight of the games. And then there were the high jumpers who agreed to share the gold medals. That was a little bit of a controversial one. Back to mm. Earth now, though, and of course, nearly everything had a COVID-tinted layer over it in 2021. Back in March, Germany, Italy and France joined several other smaller European nations in suspending the AstraZeneca's use over blood clot concerns. So begins the great AstraZeneca debate. Is that what we're calling it? Oh, yeah. Most countries have now reinstated it as a recommended vaccine, but still it was a huge blow for what was meant to be the workhorse of the pandemic. And really across 2021, vaccinating populations was a big theme this year, uh, especially how the world helps to vaccinate those developing nations. Of course, lockdowns and restrictions are still a big part of life. The UK had their big Freedom Day in July, though. We all watched on in jealousy as that took place. Populations started to reach vaccine milestones and those restrictions did start to lift. And then, Claire, Omicron. Oh, Omicron. It's a new <laughs> variant that's making headlines right now and it could even feature uh, next year's year and review the way it's going. So mm-hmm. hold fire for that one. That or another variant. We will wait and see. <laughs> if it wasn't for COVID, climate change was probably set to be the major international story of the year, thanks to that COP26 summit held in Glasgow in November. Yeah, it was billed uh, by host Prime Minister Boris Johnson as the last chance to save the planet from the worst effects of climate change. And the big things to come out of it was that India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi committed India to the target of net zero emissions by 2070. Uh, India, of course, is the world's fourth biggest emitter of carbon dioxide after China, the United States and the European Union. So it was something. It wasn't the 2050 that people wanted. Mm. Uh, But they did that. Uh, Also coming out of that summit, a commitment to end and reverse deforestation by 2030 uh, and an agreement to limit methane emissions, which of course is another greenhouse gas. And more than 70 countries and 100 organisations have agreed to phase out coal-fired power. Uh, Australia, India, China and the US did not sign that pledge. So that happened in November. It's nearly the end of December and I think I've just started to wrap my head around what happened at COP26. But (laughs) if if anyone's still as confused as I was, head to Squish Shortcuts. We've got a shortcut on COP26, which does help with all of that. Claire, we touched on this earlier, but 2021 marked the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terror attacks. And in October, there was a breakthrough for Britney Spears. Yeah, Britney Spears, after legal wrangling about the conservatorship arrangement that saw her father in control of her life and her money for the last 12 years. She ended up winning that battle and she's now free of it. 
There's a bit more on people in entertainment. R. Kelly, the American R&B singer and producer, was found guilty on all nine counts that he faced in his sex trafficking trial. Ghislaine Maxwell, the former partner of Jeffrey Epstein, is in court at the moment over her part in his trafficking and sexual abuse of young women and girls. Sure is. That's ongoing. And who can forget this one? Or maybe we all have. But it's a story with a good ending, so let's remind people. In February, Lady Gaga's dog walker was shot, not fatally, I should add, and two of her three French bulldogs were stolen while out strolling in Hollywood, Claire. Well, I couldn't forget that one because I'm a Frenchie owner, so no. that really hit a home chord. Uh, Koji and Gustav were their names. <laughs> they were later found tied to a pole in an alley some distance from where they were stolen. But one good Samaritan is 500000 US dollars richer. Yeah, for figuring out where they were and returning them. And the dog walker is fine. <laughs> and let's lean into the royals finally, because, of course, they always make news and we know squizzers always like to hear about them. First is the world lost Prince Philip. Yeah, he died on April the 9th. The Duke of Edinburgh, as he was known, he was the consort of Queen Elizabeth for 73 years. He was 99 years old and he had spent a month in hospital after an infection led to heart surgery. And there was an over overwhelming number of tributes for him in the wake of his death where he was described as a straight shooter who didn't suffer fools Mm. Uh, but he had enormous support from Brits and he was an enormous support to the Queen for decades and he was admired for that. Yeah he sure was. There was new life though for the royals. Princess Eugenie and her husband had their first child a boy. That was in February and was one of the most clicked links out of the Squeeze Today email this year so I'm not lying when I say that squeezes like royals. Possibly, though, Claire, the most talked about royal story this year was Harry and Meghan's sit-down interview with Oprah. I know. And more than possibly, it absolutely was. Meghan and Harry weren't far from the headlines across the year. And there was that interview, of course, with Oprah, as you say. Uh, They felt very hurt uh, that Meghan wasn't protected by the firm against uh, what they say was racist coverage by the British press. Uh, Meghan talked about a royal family member asking what colour skin their children would have. And Harry talked about being cut off financially by his father, Prince Charles, it was quite something. And doesn't everyone have a point of view about it? Absolutely <laughs> a talking point of most dinners, barbecues, more than the ones we've been able to have this year at least. That's the highlights from around the world for 2021. Claire, each episode this week, we'll do a bit of crystal balling as to what we think might come up in 2022. Let's get into that now. As I said, we'll finish off each of our year in review episodes pondering what 2022 might bring. What do you reckon the big world news themes might be next year, Claire? I don't think I get a prize for this, but China. China, yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely COVID. That's ongoing. I think we can see in December that's going to be a continuing thing. Big tech, so what Facebook Google, Twitter, all of those are up to. I've got a feeling Meghan and Harry are going to be in the news a fair bit as well. There you go. That's Claire's little crystal ball for me. We haven't touched on it in this episode, but gee, there was a lot of talk about billionaires going to space in 2021. (laughs) And I reckon that'll be another big story in 2022. The rise and rise of space tourism. That's my pick. Yeah, good one. 
That's all for this episode. Tomorrow we'll whip through Aussie news and then the final episode is all the lighter stuff from the year that was. If any of these stories piqued your interest and you want to know more, we have a Squiz shortcut that relates to pretty much all of them, Claire. We've been really pumping out the Squiz shortcuts this year. That's all from us until tomorrow's episode where we go all Australian. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.